Thank you for joining The Secret Chord, a weekly exploration of music and spirituality. I'm your host, Adam Jacobs. Hello, folks, and welcome to The Secret Chord, episode number 11. This week, we're going to be exploring the music of the great Dave Matthews and his band. You know, it's not always that I remember specifically where I heard an artist for the first time. But in this case, I do. It was 1998, and I was lying in my bed in my dorm room, and my roommate had this album on, and I was sort of casually listening to it. And at one point, I just sat up and I said to him, who is this? And he told me uh, he's called Dave Matthews. And the song off of the album that I was listening to then is called Spoon and is a fascinating, spiritual, interesting piece of music. And I'd like to discuss it with you today. First, a word about Dave Matthews. He's actually from South Africa, but the band, which is also sometimes known as DMB, Dave Matthews Band. Uh, They're an American rock band, and they were formed in Charlottesville, Virginia, back in 1991. So they're extremely successful. His 1994 debut album, which is called Under the Table and Dreaming, brought the band really to worldwide fame, and that album was certified platinum six times over. As of 2018, the band has sold more than 100 million concert tickets and a combined total of 91 million CDs and DVDs. Not too shabby. So the song Spoon is from the album called Before These Crowded Streets, and it came out in 1998. As I said, I was sitting listening to it back then. The track also features some famous additional musicians, including Alanis Morissette, on one verse and on background vocals. And also the extremely talented Bella Fleck on a banjo solo. The song has an interesting feature, which we're actually not going to play today. But uh, if you wait a minute of silence at the end of the song, there's a hidden track in there called The Last Stop, um, which is a clever little thing after you know a minute of silence of the song, this other song comes on. So there's this hidden thing embedded in there. Let's take a moment and listen to the song. And as always, we're going to discuss the musical aspects and then the spiritual aspects. So without further ado... Spoon by the Dave Matthews Band. Gone. 
Let's discuss the musical aspects of this track. In my opinion, this is an extremely original piece of music. I don't know precisely what Dave's influences were, but whatever they were, he comes up with very original, very compelling music and lyrics. My personal feelings about this number is it's very gentle and touching. It's very contemplative, and it almost has what I would describe as a reverential feel to it. And as I've mentioned multiple times um, in this series, I think it's great partially because I can't tell if it's sad, happy, something in between. And uh, it hits both sides of the heart, as we've discussed before, uh, the, the crying heart and the joyful heart. I think at the same time, and for me, that always makes a piece of music good. I think it has tremendous instrumentation. The combination of the soprano sax, the violin, the banjo, the way their vocals sort of lilt over and above the music is so well put together. The production is great. And again, it's just so different than everything else out there. It's just its own thing. It's not a rock and roll song. Is it a folk song? Sort of. Uh, whatever it is, it's Dave Matthews. And um, it's very honest and profound. The vocals themselves, both Alanis Morissette's and, and Dave Matthews, are really ethereal and dreamy sounding to me. Also... When Alanis's verse comes in, it's a total curveball. Like, it just doesn't sound like it's part of the song at first, and you have to sort of adjust to what she's doing in her own style, but it works so well um, and adds so much. There's this tentative and hesitant delivery that she has here, which she doesn't have in many of her other songs. I don't know if it was by design or that's just how the spirit moved her in that particular moment. But her section, I would describe as pretty, but hard to understand. Finally, Bella Fleck, his solo is just masterful. He is a consummate musician, and if you don't know his work, you really should go out and check out Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Uh, that's another unexpected aspect of this Tune. I just wasn't expecting a banjo solo and not one that was so perfectly executed. So all of those elements together make this song just musically wonderful. How about the words? Also, unexpected, original, compelling. The opening line is, Spoon in spoon, stirring my coffee. I thought of you and turned to the gates. On my way up, came up with the answers. I scratched my head and the answers were gone. That's just cool. Those are interesting lyrics. Kudos to him for writing them and for the record label for getting this on a record and for the fans for making it popular. So the way I think of it is it's about a guy staring into his morning coffee 
stirring it and thinking of things. And like many of the spiritual themed songs that we've discussed, there's a lot of contemplation going on, trying to figure things out, trying to get somewhere emotionally, spiritually, trying to make sense of this crazy world. And he mentions turning towards the gate. He actually mentions this sort of three times in the song, two times overtly and one time hidden. And he never makes it to that gate, it seems, because something blocks him each time. The first time because of confusion, the second time because of a storm, and the third time because voices are calling him a sinner and instead inviting him to go out and play. So I think that that gate represents enlightenment, transcendence, godliness, holiness. I'm not sure exactly, but as he tries to approach it, he finds that the here and now interferes and prevents him from finding it. And I would imagine that would be very frustrating and very upsetting. And maybe that's the reason for the melancholy tone of the piece overall. As I mentioned, he does have a moment of clarity. And then, as he says, he scratches his head and that clarity is over. And then the second time he approaches this gate, there's a storm, whatever that means, and he can't get into it. That reminded me of a passage from the very opening of the book of Ezekiel, which, if you've never read, is fascinating. And one quick quote from there. This is the prophet Ezekiel trying to achieve prophecy, which of course is a kind of enlightenment. And the way he describes it is he says, I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal, and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. So I don't think it's a coincidence. This is not the only time in biblical literature, and it's uh, obviously present in this Dave Matthews song, that a storm appears as you try to reach higher levels of consciousness. And that storm is a storm of the mind and is our confusion and our lack of clarity and our inability to process what's going on around us. And it takes a lot of focus and a lot of work to break through that storm and to reach the mountaintop, so to speak. So as such, in terms of spiritual development, clarity is extremely important. In the same way, for instance, that a brain surgeon has to have an extremely clear understanding of the nature of the brain in order to fix it, so too with spirituality, which is often thought of as something much more simple for some reason. And in truth, there is a simplicity to it, and we've spoken about that as well. But at the same time, it can't be about just anything. Not all ideas about spirituality are authentic. Ideas that appear to contradict each other need to be clarified. If there is a truth if there is truly a spiritual reality, which I'm asserting that there is, it has to have a nature. And to approach it, one has to humble themselves and try to understand it for what it is, not for what you would prefer it to be, not 
necessarily just what people tell you that it is. It's something that has to be discovered partially through guides and partially on your own. So clarity is a prerequisite. At the same time, we have to accept the reality that the nature of reality itself is fragmented and there are limits to our ability to understand. That's what he means. I scratched my head and the answers were gone. I thought about it a little more and I lost my clarity. And that's part of the process. And that has to be accepted as well. That's part of spiritual growth is two steps forward, one step back. And that's okay. It doesn't have to always be glowingly clear as long as you're moving in the right direction. He goes on to say, well, maybe I'm crazy. And laughing out loud makes it all pass by. So craziness is another way of saying that one possesses an inability to see reality for what it is. We're all crazy to some degree. And that's something that we have to navigate and live with. A story is told by one of my teachers of a kingdom where people ate some bad barley crop and the entire populace started going crazy, literally. And the king and his advisors didn't know what to do because the whole place was nuts except for them. And therefore, the population came to see them as the crazy ones. So one of the advisors suggested that we have to eat the barley too and we have to become crazy. And the king said, well, what will our advantage be? And they said, we have an idea. We're going to paint big C's on our foreheads and therefore we'll know that we're crazy. And that's a leg up (laughs) over everybody else, at least acknowledging, yeah, we know we're crazy. We're working on it. It's a step in the right direction. So he keeps talking, Dave, about making the pain pass by and how laughing out loud helps him do that. The pain seems to be caused by the craziness he's describing. Cause me to recall another biblical verse, this time from the book of Ecclesiastes, where King Solomon writes, Enjoy life with the woman whom you love all the days of your fleeting life, which he has given you under the sun. For this is your reward in life and your toil in which you have labored under the sun. I.e., life's not simple. There's a lot of pleasure. There's a lot of pain. So taking the pleasure when you can is good. Laughing out loud, as Dave Matthews suggests, is good. It helps the pain pass by. So it's there, but it can be helped. You can grow through the pain. Expect it to be there. Don't think there's going to come a time in this existence that will be pain-free. There is no moment of pain-free arrival in this reality. There is only appreciating things for what they are, striving to move things forward, to move higher and higher, to comprehend and understand yourself, your place in this world, and and ultimately striving to experience the most meaningful reality that he can. It's a beautiful, original piece of art. I, If I could meet him, I would thank him for having produced this. And uh, that's my thoughts on Spoon by Dave Matthews. I hope you enjoyed it.
And uh, we'll continue next week at this time. Been a pleasure speaking to you. And I look forward to meeting up again next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. If you would like to find more content like this, as well as information about live programming, visit us at www.aishny.com. That's www.aishny.com.